When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning, Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. G'day there, Red and Blue Army. Welcome to another episode of Red Legs Radio. And I tell you what, there is smiles on the face of Norwood fans. And I'll tell you why, because it's been a pretty incredible couple of days if you're a sports fan in this town. Let's go to tennis. Ash Barty wins Wimbledon to golf. Minwoo Lee wins the Scottish Open. And I reckon Mark Leishman is a big chance in the Open Championship that just got underway a couple of hours ago. But the best thing of all, if you're a Norwood fan, it's going down to Alberton and knocking off the Magpies. That's exactly what our boys did on Saturday afternoon to the tune of 36 points. They were absolutely outstanding. And even our cricketers had a win today after a bit of a slow start over there in the West Indies with Mitchell Stark doing some fine work in that final over. So, Plenty of smiles on the face if you're a sports fan in here in South Australia. Of course, that contrasts against the heavy pall of COVID that once again seems to have descended across the nation. We do feel for the people in Sydney and Melbourne, and we hope that this is a short, sharp measure and you can all come out the other side because it's just tremendously heartbreaking to see everyone back in lockdown. And we hope from our sporting perspective, that things can carry on reasonably uh, unencumbered, if you like, but uh, also just for all of the people stuck in lockdown. We feel so sorry for you and we hope that this is uh, as short as it can possibly be. I tell you what, we've got a huge show this evening and I've got to put out a couple of words of thanks. Dale Fleming stepped in at short notice to oversee a couple of interviews for me. He's caught up with Mitch Grigg and Jacob Collins. You'll be hearing from both of them a little bit later on. Paul Bonsor, the man behind Eagles Radio. We're going behind enemy lines to discuss our big clash with the Eagles with him this weekend. That's a bit later on this afternoon as well. But joining me, as always, Ben Cameron from The Advertiser. He was the man who was there for the Norwood Port Adelaide game on the weekend. Ben Cameron joins me now. Camo, welcome back. Okay, pleasure to be here, mate. Uh, what was happening today, mate? Shooting another MFS calendar or something? Uh, <laughs> no, we're a little bit short-staffed in my rank at the moment, mate. So uh, I did have to make a, a last-minute decision to uh, pop back into work. But all done now in the studio. Very excited about tonight's show. Very excited about this coming Saturday's game against the Eagles. But... Before we get to all of that, I want you to take me through the outstanding performance from the legs last Saturday afternoon down at Albert and Oval against the Magpies. They were very impressive. Probably the most obvious thing to start out with, uh, Camo. 14 goals for the legs. It's one of their highest scores for the year. Yeah, that was that was a, a good sign. I guess um, Norwood's one of the lowest scoring teams. So to, to kick 14 goals is a, is a huge plus. And I also like the fact that they sort of discovered a few young sharpshooters. 
Um, you've obviously lost Jackson Callow as a marking target uh, to Hawthorne. Um, was, you know, obviously stolen to the mid-season draft. So uh, young Tristan Binder took some really important grabs. He took an absolute hanger uh, early in the third, which I guess you could say rivaled um, Poppy's effort in, in, the, in the last term, which was close to the mark of the year, um, I think. And I think a lot of people would have seen it on video by now. So I really liked, um, yeah, some of those young blokes coming through. Xavier Tramper as well. He was really busy with 15 touches and two goals. And I guess the other positive was you had Mitch Grigg, who was just so dominant to halftime with 19 touches and a goal. And then he had a relatively quiet third term, so you've got to give some credit to the Maggies there. But then, you know, upstep uh, Douglas, Kennelly, Rokar, you know, if, if Grigg wasn't doing it, there were there were plenty of um, replacements who could step up and get the job done. So, mate, it was a 36-point win, but I sort of walked away thinking it could have been a 10-goal win, really, if you had a kick straight, because you kicked uh, eight, eight points in that opening term. Yeah. So, um, great to win, you know, in enemy territory, but um, still plenty of things to work on, I guess. Yeah, from a from a goal kicking uh, point of view, they've wavered from time to time. The legs, of course, disappointing performances earlier in the year against North Adelaide and West Adelaide. They were back to back. Really struggled in the wet against Sturt. You can probably understand that with a young team. But after that performance against the uh, Maggies, Camo is the premiership dream a reality for Norwood or are we probably just thinking it's Glenelg, maybe the Eagles are, are the two still real standout favourites? No, why not? Why not? Um, you know, you're in the you're in the top five, you're a chance. So um, I've actually tipped the legs to, to beat the Eagles uh, this week. Wow. So, um, yeah, obviously things to work on, but, you know, you bank the, you bank the, you bank the points um, and you move on. But, yeah, I, I think they're a huge chance. And Glenelg has to lose eventually, don't, don't they? Yeah, well, and, of course, if you keep winning, you only get closer to a loss. And who knows, that could be uh, in a fairly critical final. So uh, we'll talk about Glenelg some other time. i tell you what I want to ask you about is the influence of Michael Knoll. So he had that injury. He's been back for the last fortnight. And I tell you what, I reckon at Sample level, an influential ruckman goes a long way towards winning games of footy. Yeah, so he's been out since round eight, I believe. He's been out for a while. Mm. Yeah, for quite some time. So, um, yeah, they won the hit out on Saturday. I haven't actually seen a lot of him play, but everything that I hear about um, about him is positive. You know, one of the leading ruckmen um, in the competition. So, yourself, what, 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 what's your two cents there on him? He's a, he's a crucial part of the Norwood makeup if they are to actually uh, challenge Glenelg. Yeah, he was a huge pickup this year. And I, in particular, I think, so I like a strong influence around the ball when conditions are wet. And that's yeah. it, what we're going to expect to see again this coming weekend. But I, you Absolutely. know what I reckon? I reckon when we get onto Adelaide Oval for finals and the grounds dry out, uh, big guys who can do some work around the ground, then occasionally sneak forward and just be that extra option up forward as well, which I reckon Michael Noel has the yeah. capacity to be. Uh, and that's where I think probably the, the the key is for Norwood. Right at the moment, they're the second last for scoring. West Adelaide is the worst team for scoring and Norwood's second last. And I don't think that's sustainable into a final series, in particular on firm yeah. grounds where sides are going to kick yeah. goals. So I really believe Noel getting forward is a huge asset for uh, for the legs. 
look, that sort of goes back to my earlier point. I mean, you know, it was a good win on Saturday, but can you afford to kick eight points in a quarter against the top sides? I think they're going to make you pay. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, last weekend, the Eagles against West Adelaide kicked nine goals, 21. So uh, it's uh, maybe it's a bit endemic across the competition. Yeah. Hey, i tell you what, uh, uh, Brad McKenzie, uh, he's played in defence for each of the last three years. He's won uh, best and fairest playing in defence. And Jade Rawlings has moved him uh, up around the ball. Gee, how important were those two late goals for him in that final term? Look, there are just some blokes in the comp you love to watch kick, kick the ball. Harrison Wiggett at North. I mean, I could just watch that bloke kick the footy all day, any day. Um, and Mackenzie's the same. And, and those two twin bombs, from memory, they were both from outside the arc. So basically killed the contest um, two goals within 90 seconds. So, yeah, beautiful to watch. He's a lovely kick. Uh, you got any sample stock market thoughts or have I uh, given you a question without notice? Mate, let me just scroll through the notes here. Definitely got them. Um, I'll jump in very quickly. I'm going to buy some North Adelaide. I reckon they are coming. And in actual fact, if they beat the Crows this week and Norwood lose to the Eagles, uh, North Adelaide will be ahead of Port ahead of Norwood in fourth. Mate, I think they're the story. They're six and one since round seven. They're still kicking huge scores, and the stats show their defence is really tightened as well. So. Um, I think you text you you tweeted about it Saturday night, but you believe that the top five is locked in. Yep. Um, the North, uh, North are you know obviously fifth and making it extremely difficult for anybody else to get in there. So I think they're the story of the competition. Obviously, Glenelg's getting all the headlines with winning thirteen games in a row, but um, North you know are really coming. Righto. We'll both buy some North. You know what You know what else I'm going to hold on to? I reckon Westies are a half a chance against Port Adelaide this week. They're at home. Port Adelaide, probably their last chance to make the finals was last week. Uh, they've obviously got some injury concerns up top, which is affecting their, uh, their state league team at the Magpies. So I'm going to hang on to some West Adelaide. I reckon they might just bob up a price this week. Yeah, um, well, North was my hold. I was going to buy Westies. I yep. think you've got, obviously they've had a rough year. But they've lost eight in a row, so they're due. They got close to the Eagles. I'm not sure. Um, obviously, I, I wasn't at that game, but the Eagles kicked, was it 21 points? Yeah, 9-21. I just wonder how much of West pressure was to, you know, to, to, to blame for that. Um, I have seen them apply some pretty good pressure this year. So I'm, I'm definitely playing the Westies, and I'm tipping them to win. Uh, and... Despite their... Despite losing Beach and um, Gore to injury, I tell you what I'm going to do as well. I'm going to sell Glenelg for the fifth time this year. I keep thinking that they're going to <laughs> come up with again. a loss. Here I reckon South Adelaide finally. South Adelaide, they've had a bit of a wobble. I reckon they turned the corner last week, and I expect them to come for the Bays this week. Uh, it's going to be tough. They've lost Joel Cross to his ankle injury, um, but I'm selling the Eagles. Because I'm going with with the legs Good boy. this weekend. That's what we like to hear. Um, and, and yeah, again, it's a red leg show, mate. You got to show that support. <laughs> but, uh, can, um, go on. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say, I, I think Norwood they'll do it for Mitch Grigg um, for his 150th, and I think it'll be very close. But yeah, the legs just. Ben Cameron uh, from The Advertiser. Mate, I know you've got a big story coming up. I think we might see your byline uh, up the pointy end of the paper in the next day or two. Uh, so thanks for taking some time out of your very, very busy day to join us here on Red Legs Radio. I'm sure we'll catch you next week.
Thanks, Hooky. Pleasure. Ben Cameron there from the Advertiser on the other side. We're going to be catching up with a couple of the stars of the Norwood Football Club. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. Don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. Legs Radio with Ben Hawke. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. We are off to, well, we're at home, Cooper Stadium, to take on the Eagles this weekend. And we've got a great chat lined up for you right now. Dale Fleming, the commercial manager of the Norwood Football Club, and Ben Cameron from The Advertiser. A little bit earlier today, they spoke to the Jewel McGarry medalist of the Norwood Football Club, Mitch Grigg. Hello, Mitch Grigg. How are you going? Welcome to Red Legs Radio. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on again. No worries, mate. One fifty games this week. Uh, you must be looking forward to that, with your form being so good lately. Uh, what a great run-up to the, the milestone. Yeah, look, there was probably a, a moment there early on in the year when I got, got uh, put down in the Macoos. I didn't think I was going to make it there, but... Um... You know, very humbled to, uh, you know, to make 150 in the, in the NFL. And um, I would have loved them all to be in all games. But uh, unfortunately, uh, a few with the uh, the Crow sample. But, um, no, very lucky to, to be able to get to 150 and um, and, uh, and be part of such a great club as Norwood. Hey, Mitch. It's Ben here. Thanks to thanks for coming back, mate. It's always a pleasure to chat. Um, yeah, I, do you feel that you're sort of approaching that McGarry winning form again? How are you feeling about your own game? Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. You you never try and play better than, or you always try and play better, but uh, you never try to play worse. And I suppose um, maybe I'm just uh, playing with a, a bit more clarity in my role in the team, and um, you know, having uh, the support around me with um, you know the, the players that we've got at the moment. Um, it might just be you know working to my favour in regards to form, but um, you know, I'm just happy to continually keep keep uh, putting you know solid performances together every week and. Um, you know, hopefully I can do that for the rest of the year. But in regards to McGarry form, you know, I'm, I'm just hope I'm just happy to be in the team and and playing my role. So um, if that turns into some good form, then uh, you know I'm happy for that as well. Yeah, I watched you pretty closely last week, and you were definitely carving it up there in the first quarter. Um, I guess just looking back on your career, mate. Um, I guess it's an obvious question. What would be the the real highlight? Do you think from those 150 games? Um. Well. There's probably been a couple. I mean, obviously, um, you know, the 2013 grand final um, that I was a part of. And, um, you know, that was bloody unbelievable. Um, just to be, just to play in a, in a grand final at uh, senior level. And um, I probably didn't appreciate it as much being a, a young uh, whippersnapper and, um, you know, trying to be a part of the, I was part of the AFL system at the time. So probably didn't, uh, you know, enjoy the celebrations with the boys as much as I probably would these days. But, um <laughs> That's obviously the, the biggest highlight for me, and um, and probably since then, obviously making grand finals since then, and just playing finals footy at, at Nord. Um, but also, you know, the, the mates, the, the the lifelong mates that I've made at the footy club um, that I'll continually see once we stop playing, and um, you know, that's probably one of the other um, you know highlights is just the, the mateship. From uh, from playing footy there. Well, so, Griggy, the uh, there's a bit of a regret that you didn't actually go hard enough um, off the field when you when you had that success. <laughs> uh, I'll, pro- I'll probably still <laughs> enjoy myself, but uh, 
it might be a bit different these days without the uh, the pressures of you know ho- ho- putting your body in uh, in reasonable condition, um, you know, to to play AFL or, or be a part of the preseason or that sort of stuff. So um, <clears throat> they're, they're probably a little bit reserved, but uh, no, it was a, it was a great time and and something I'll never forget. And Griggy Flemo here, mate. Uh, over the journey. Um... Who have been some of the biggest influences on your career, coach-wise as well as teammates? Um, oh, I mean, Jace Bode was a massive, uh, massive uh, player for me. He just sort of, he was a really good off-field mentor, and um, you know, kept you kept you kept you grounded, and um, you know, it was really good to bounce off. Uh, being you know part of the AFL system and then coming back to the SNFL, um, and even just when I was in, in my junior years, coming up through the ranks, he's he was always, um, you know, great to have around. Um, Bass probably was a, a tough, uh, sort of a tough love on me. Uh, never gave me, you know, e- easy games and always had to earn them. Um, and then, I, I mean, Twig's been massive as well. Um, you know, moving forward this year, just, just pushing us all to our absolute limits and getting the absolute most out of uh, us as individuals, you know, for team performances. So um, there's been a, been plenty along the... On, along the uh, journey, but, um, yeah, at, at the current moment, uh, definitely, yeah, Twig's influence at the moment has uh, been up there. What about your toughest opponent? Who did you, or who do you, or who do you still have, um, you know, it's still, a, it's a real challenge matching them. Uh, I mean, I really say, but, uh, Aaron Joseph was the biggest pest of my life. Um, uh, what was that, what was that, Griggy, the, the Aaron, biggest pest? Aaron, Aaron Joseph, <laughs> yeah, biggest pest, buddy. The tagger. Pinching, and, yeah. yeah, tagger, mate, just, uh, it was, he, Gets under your skin, and um, uh, unfortunately gave away a few free kicks. And almost, I got a reprimand, I think, one week from uh, from a bit of an altercation. But um, yeah, he, he was a, a good tagger. He just really got under your skin, and um, yeah, someone that I found hard to hard to deal with. He was quick and he was reasonably fit, and um, you know, it was hard for me to get away from him without leg speed and, and, and that sort of stuff. So my uh, my game's you know stoppage work and. That's the only way I can really lose those sort of players. Um, it's just body work. But, uh, yeah, he was certainly the biggest pest I've played against. And, um, yeah, very hard very hard to uh, get the footy with him on you. Yeah, I've always wondered what it's like to be tagged, um, that experience. Can you give us a little bit of yeah. a, a feel for what it's like to have someone I mean, following he was certainly and, yeah. He was certainly one of the, the hardest tags I've ever had. Um, you know, buddy, a few things off the ball. I'm trying to... Trying to trip you, stand on your feet, pinch and punch the back of your arms, and just little things like this, uh, you know, that uh, they get unnoticed and um, yeah, they they sort of get to you sometimes. But uh, you know, you got to stay resilient, resilient, and um, you know, keep pushing forward. And and whether your your role then becomes to, to block for you know other midfielders and not just worry about your own game, you got to try and uh, work out the best way to uh, help the team out um, if you're getting tagged in those situations. So. There's plenty of things you can do to avoid it, but um, you know he was certainly the hardest one, and, and it wasn't the greatest experience, but uh, that's all part of footy. Well, it's a bit of a compliment, really, isn't it, Griggy? If uh, if they're tagging you, they're worried about you. And um, look, certainly in the uh, in the last month of football uh, that you've put out there on the ground, I don't think any tag would have stopped you. Your tackling's been enormous, your, your work rate's been fantastic, and and you just really found that form again. But I've got to ask you. Were you were your front row seat to Poppy's mark on the weekend? Yeah, look, I actually was, um, and my my jaw was absolutely dropped uh, after that watching that thing. He's, I'm surprised he um, didn't have to go to hospital with uh, oxygen deprivation, but 
Um, he, uh, he, that was an unbelievable mark, and to witness it right in front of my eyes was even more special. I don't think the uh, camera angle really does it justice. Um, but, uh, yeah, unbelievable mark, and he's just such a super athlete. Yeah, I know. We, I mean, he took one earlier in the year, and we thought he, he wouldn't be able to top that, but he, he, he did on the weekend, I reckon. Now, Nunny's out. Obviously, unfortunately, he's done the hemi. Um, but, you know, the midfield there with yourself, Nick Rokar, Dougie, and others, um, you know, I think you can really, um, you know, cover for, for Nunny. I, I think the, the, the way the midfield's working at the moment has been fantastic, and it's really uh, helped us, uh, you know, have wins yeah. like we did on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean... Obviously, it's a massive loss uh, losing Nani with his obviously with his leadership um, as well as his skills and and contest work. But um, you know we we have uh, had to deal without him a bit this year, and um, I think we're well equipped in the midfield to to uh, uphold our standards without him in there. And um, as much as we'd love to have him, I think we can still you know get the job done uh, without him there as we have you know previously um, in the last few weeks. But um, yeah, no, we're shattered for him. Uh, you know to come back and, and then do something straight away is, is not ideal. And um, I know that he's going to do as much as he can to have an in, impact on the sidelines, but, um, yeah, ha- hearts go out to him. Have you got a rough idea how long he might be out for? I spoke to Twig after the game and he, he wasn't too sure, but um, is it quite severe? Uh, yeah, from from what I understand, mate, it's, it's not ideal. Um, it's quite a big tear in there, but, uh, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll just smash his rehab and, and uh, you know, do the best he can, and then um, you know if he can get back um, uh, quicker rather than later, that'd be ideal. But I don't think they've they've uh, given him an exact uh, time yet, so we'll just sort of wait and see. And uh, once they get the proper, um, once they know all the details, then I'm sure they'll uh, give us an estimated time. Well, you talk about losses before, and Nunny's obviously a loss, but you also lost um, Jackson Callow uh, after round seven. Um, how much of a loss was that? And then also, considering considering that you sort of lost that marking option, um, what did you think of Tranfer and Binder's game um, against Port, who, who who kicked some steadying goals when you really needed them? Yeah, obviously it's a big loss losing Jacko, but um, you know, really happy for him to get the opportunity to go up to the next level. It's something that uh, you know no player or coach would ever hold him back from doing. It's just uh, you know that's what you've got to do in those situations and. Uh, hope he hope he gets uh, gets more games and um, and you know gets a, gets a crack up there because that's all you that's all you hope for those sort of boys um, and uh, yeah I mean Trill and uh, and Zay you know they've young boys and they have come into the team and and they've played a role and um, on the weekend they had a real big impact on the scoreboard and and um, Tristan you know took a couple of great grabs um, which were really wrapped about because you know that's what he's in there to do and create a contest and. Um, and then Xavier, um, with his groundwork and his and his pressure, um, he's been really good since coming into the side, um, you know, a couple of months ago. So um, those sort of, sort of blokes that you know get the opportunities and they've and they've taken it with open arms. So really good that they've stepped up and and they're playing their role for the team. You feel this will this week will probably be your uh, your, your biggest test, I guess, since Glenelg. Mitch, do you feel? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. Eagles have have had the better of us probably the last few few times we've come up against them, um, and uh, we have certainly haven't played to our standard. That's a little bit of us um, not playing up to the level, but it's also um, you know they're, they've they're a good team as well. So we've got to uh, really bring our game this week and 
um, you know, hopefully at home, um, we can uh, get the job done and, and uh, you know, get it, put ourselves in, in a great spot going into the back end of the year. Just one more from me, Mitch. What do you, what do, you do to, to get away from the game? I mean, if you've had a, if you've had a bad game, um, you want something to just take your mind off, you know, sandful footy. What, what do you do? Do you do something that's really far removed from, from football? Um, I'm actually, uh, I'm pretty good at uh, sort of switching off uh, mentally. Um, I mean, obviously I've got some stuff going on in the background with, um, you know, dad being sick with M&D and uh, we've got a little bub on the way and uh, there's plenty of things that certainly take my mind off footy and um, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite good at switching off and, and um, you know, trying to not uh, overplay things in my mind. But um, yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of dogs that might love taking them down, throw the ball and um, I've also got work commitments, um, you know, landscaping. So that, that certainly keeps me busy and, and makes it, uh, you know, easy to forget about a bad game. So, Griggy, go for it, mate. Give the business a plug so uh, all the listeners out there can, uh, who are needing, needing some landscaping can give you a ring. What's the name of your business? Yeah, no, well, actually, I've just actually become a part of the company. So, uh, um, you know, co-owner now, which is awesome for me and, um, and the family. But, uh, yeah, Stringy Bark Landscaping, and we do... Do basically anything uh, from earth moving to high end residential. Uh, we we pretty much do it from start to finish. So uh, any landscaping needs, you know, have a look at Stringy Bark Landscaping. There you go, everyone out there needing some landscaping, get onto Stringy Bark, ring the club or uh, ring Griggy Direct on uh, look up that uh, company on the internet. Now, Griggy, before we let you go, um, I've got a few quick questions I'm going to fire at you, and you give me some quick answers. All right? No worries. Over the journey. 150 games. Uh, who's been the biggest change room pest? Well, change room pest. Oh, um, oh, there's been a few. Um, more more recently, look, I'd like to say uh, Tramper. Xavier Tramper has got to be one of the biggest pests going around at the moment at the club. Um, he's touching barely. He's in your ear. Um, but, uh, you know, he makes it, makes it a good time around the club. So he's been... He's a, he's a character, and we absolutely love him out there. Beautiful. Other than your premiership and your McGarry's, best uh, or most memorable football moment that comes to mind? Um, to be honest, it's got nothing to do with the SANFL. It was my uh, uh, fronted up in the Raggies Guernsey when I was 14 uh, in a C-grade game for Dad's 200th game. Um, and, uh, yeah, got to play a game of footy with the old man back... Oh, At 14? 12... Yeah, I was a I was a pretty built fourteen year old, mate. <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, I played uh, played in Dad's tournament game and um he got first best, I got second best, so that was a great memory. I, I was gonna um, say you probably had forty touches or something like that. <laughs> Done about forty, but dad actually uh I was coming off the half board and he laced me out and, and I got my first senior goal. So, oh, that's, um, that's yeah, had, had a great, that was a great uh, experience in, pretty rare in the change rooms after, yeah. you know, so it was, um, yeah, no, I don't think many people get to play a game with their no. old man, um, no. or even get close to it. So yeah, I was quite lucky in that regard. And, uh, that's probably one of my, my favorite footy mem- memories. Yeah. Oh, that's uh that's an unbelievable one. Um, okay. The last few, um, next big thing. Uh, out of the kids coming through, Who, who's going to be the next Mitch Grigg for Norwood in the midfield? Um, I like the look of uh, Sammy Morris. Um, he's a he's a tight, he's a young player, but he's hard at it. Um, he's got good skills. Uh, he's fit. He's quick. Um, and uh, you know, if he can commit himself to the the program for the years to come, I can't see 
him not uh, you know making roads in in becoming a great player. Um, you know you got you got a few young young kids coming through like Mitch Cotter, another one. Uh, he's been really really consistent this year. Um, and uh, you know apart apart from that you've got a few young kids coming through. Finn Hurd, um, Jack Hurd. Um, I mean he's played a few games already, but he's really starting to get back in some form. So we do have a lot of a lot of depth and also a lot of kids coming through that are. Really starting to show, um, you know, that they can perform at the highest level. Yeah, no, well, there's some good endorsements there, absolutely. And last one, Griggy, best footy trip memory, uh, and you can throw anyone under <laughs> the bus meant, here. Meant to remember your footy trips, are you? Yeah, well, yeah they might I'll have been have early to, um, in the day. PG, yeah, probably. <laughs> What's that? Um, I'll have to keep it PG, I think. Yeah, but uh, no, footy trips. I've only actually been on a couple, um, Bali and Byron Bay. That was probably the two main ones, but um, oh, probably have to say uh, best memory. Jeez, there's been a lot of good memories uh, on food trips, but uh, it's a tough not question. A not a lot you can... Yeah, you've got, you got a lot you want to say, but you probably can't say it, you know, so... I've, got a lot, I've probably got a lot of a lot of things that I want said about me, so I've got to think yeah. about who I, who I put in the bus here. That's <laughs> no, all good, but, mate. Um, oh, mate, the, seriously, probably in Bali when you you cruise around on scooters and uh, everyone's just, yeah, they're just top fun. off, just shorts, yeah. thongs, no helmet, no, not a care in the world, not a care in the um, world, yep. Yeah, there's some good times, but nah, that's right, yeah. Mate. To be honest, mate, there's there's that many of them, it's hard to really pinpoint, and, uh, and as, you know, as Benny was exact, saying, they blur into one. Nah, look, Mitch Grigg, great to talk to you, mate, and fantastic uh, work and congratulations on 150 games and you've been an unbelievable player for our footy club and uh, leading the way with your form at the moment and we uh, we hope there's another 150 in you, mate, but congratulations and thanks for coming on Red Legs Radio. No, nah, not a problem, boys. Thanks for having me on again. Mitch Grigg there, of course, the dual McGeary medalist for the Norwood Football Club, 150th game on Saturday afternoon. We appreciate his time. We're off to break. Plenty more on the other side. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. People's Choice Award leaderboard time here at Red Legs Radio. It is thanks to the great people at the People's Choice Credit Union. Jackson Callow still leading pretty comfortably, but the boy who's starting to take some ground off him is defender Jacob Collins. He picked up another 11 votes on the weekend. He's got to make up 90 before the end of the year to run Jackson down, but Jacob Collins is in very good form. And he's also our special guest here on Red Legs Radio. A short time ago, he spoke to Dale Fleming and Ben Cameron. G'day, Jacob Collins. Welcome to uh, Red Legs Radio. I think it's your debut on Red Legs Radio. Is that right, mate? Yeah, it sure is. Ah, good stuff. Well, it's good to have a backman on. Uh, being an old backman myself, uh, we are definitely the uh, the ones that should get more airtime than those midfielders. We uh, we had Mid- Mitch Grigg on earlier, so uh, let's uh, let's uh, have a bit of backman talk this uh, this time. How's it going down there, mate? Your form's been great. Um, since coming into the side last year, you've really uh, you know, cemented your spot and uh, rarely beaten, I reckon. Yeah, no, nah, it's going well. Um, Twig's really put confidence in myself to 
um, play some good footy this year and he's backing me in a, um, every contest. So it's good to have a coach behind you and make sure you play a lot better footy when they keep picking you every week. So Yeah, that's right. Now, you're from the EP, aren't you, originally? Sejuna Blues was your club, was that? Is that right? Yeah, that's that's correct, from Sejuna. At what age did you make your debut at uh, the Sejuna Blues? Uh, so I started at a very young age. I um, played under 10 when I was about five years old. So Wow. So I was a very young kid playing a lot big, like with a lot bigger kids, so made transition to senior football a lot easier. And, and what age did you play your first? Um, did you play a senior game at Sejuna, or had you come across yeah. into Norwood by then? No, I... My first senior game, I was 15 years old when I played my first um, A-grade game over there. Fantastic. Um, Jacob, I just want to, you mentioned, um, you know, working closely with Tweed has really helped your game. Um, anything in particular there, mate? Any particular advice that he's given you that, that's really helped your game this year? Um, no, not really. He's just, just keeps talking to me each week and, Sitting down with watching videos and that about my game, um, he just yeah just showing me areas that I need to improve on with being physical with my opponent and just like more ball use out of the back lines as well stuff like that. Bit of a step up from the resis. Yeah, definitely is. It's yeah. a lot faster brand of footy. Bit more physical. Bit more physical. Uh, the forwards are a lot more smarter and yeah. What what do you think's been your best defensive effort? You know, you know yourself and. And as a collective back six this year, do you think? Um, I think as a collective, our best game was probably on the weekend, I reckon, keeping um, Port Adelaide to only four marks inside 50. So as a collective, that was probably our best defensive game. What about yourself? Who do you think you've you've done a number on? Um, uh, I don't really know. Um, did a pretty Had a pretty good game on Justin Hoskin early in the year against Centrals. Um, doing a number on everyone. <laughs> Come on, Jacob. Don't be it, so humble, mate. Been... You've been rock solid. Um, in fact, I reckon you're one of the best backmen we've got running around on the park, and uh, and that's saying something because I watch you very closely, and um, you read the play, you understand how to shut down the leads and, and really get that fist in at times when even uh, people would have thought that they're going to take a mark. So uh, you obviously played a bit of footy down back. Did you play down back all through your, your junior career? No, I used to. I was a. I used to be a little fella back in the day, so I was more of a midfielder, really full pocketer. And then my old man used to coach me, and obviously didn't defend enough, so he chucked me down back, and I've been there ever since. Yeah, well, you're a natural, I reckon. <laughs> Just going back to what you said about Hoskin, mate, he's a very, very uh, fiery, aggressive, physical player. Um, how was that experience for you? Do you think that really um, has really helped take your game to a new level, playing on, on the likes of somebody like him? Yeah, I reckon it was. Just He's so smart as a footballer. Um, just learning off like Wilco and that, he, they talked me through that whole game about how to play on him. And when he did get fired up, it was, yeah, it was a real good contest then. You backmen off the field, you have like a bit of a WhatsApp group. Is there a little bit of a, a click going on there? You, you try and work on your games off the field. What, what You guys are pretty tight, that back six? Yeah, I'd say we're pretty tight between like the reserves and the league boys. Um, Clemo's got a, a Facebook group, so we all chime in there, have a bit of a laugh and a giggle with each other. Is that Facebook group called Harry's Elbows Facebook group? 
You, no, you, it's just called. You, you wouldn't know what that means, though. I played a lot of footy with yeah. Troy Clements, and we used to call him Harry Halfback, and he used to like throwing the elbows. <laughs> so, thought maybe he's uh, pro- tried to put a bit of that onto you guys. But just on the back six, I mean, since Tails has come back in, um, I reckon it's really balanced you out. Obviously, having his height and his experience down there would have been nice to have him back. Yeah, it certainly was. As soon as we heard he come back in the lineup, has made a real big difference. So I didn't have to play on a bigger man as much. So I could yeah. sort of play on the third tool and he could take the main key forward. Yeah, because you, you had some uh, tall timber tasks early in the year. Uh, so it allows you to freeze you up a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Do you have somebody that you'll go to in games if you, if you feel like you're struggling, you need a little bit of advice? Is there anybody you go to for a little bit of in-game coaching You know, before, before the breaks? Somebody that really um, leads, leads the defence from that point of view? Yeah, there's a bloke called um, Mac Bauer. Um, I work with him, so I'm pretty close with him in general. And he's a very smart footballer. And like, if I'm struggling, he'll always come over and tap me on the shoulder and like he'll, say, he'll, "Keep going, mate." He'll, he'll know when you're needing that little bit of um, yeah, yeah, pat on the back or yeah. or whatever, mate. Also, yeah, I wanted to grill you about um, you had some concussion issues a few weeks ago. Can you walk us through what happened there and yeah, how you've managed to overcome that oh yeah so it was just a little incident i had down at norlunga um tails switched the ball to me and this bloke went to spoil and he's obviously hit my head as well as a ball and yeah i was sort of bit dazed on the field and i got to the bench and i was yeah sort of nowhere um and then they obviously rolled me out of the game um on the mon on the tuesday um, had to sit a concussion test, but obviously failed that. And then I passed the one on the Wednesday. Um, but you have to have 12 days um, out of the game after you pass your first concussion test, which is pretty frustrating. But luckily we had a buy, so I only got to miss the one game. How did it affect you your daily life? Are you are you working or studying? What are you doing away from the uh, yeah. from the game? And and how did that concussion sort of throw you know your daily routine um, into a bit of a spin? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a carpenter, and um, so the first two days I couldn't work at all because I like, couldn't focus, had headaches, kept forgetting like things around the house when I was at home, couldn't find like where I put my water bottle and stuff like that. Then I went to work on the third day and like couldn't really even work properly because like, my head was still sore, really dazed, and it's just really hard to remember stuff. Where you like remember is probably the hardest thing about concussions, I reckon. Did well, you, sorry, sorry, Clemo, yeah. just one more. Um, Nick Pedro's been out since round six, and he obviously copped a heavy concussion from Hoskin as well. Did you um, have much to, to do with his recovery, considering you had some similar issues? And how is he tracking at the moment? Is he likely to, to come back into the side soon? Um, yeah, Pedro's tracking well. He's back on the track now. He's, um, I think he's done about four or five training sessions with us. Um, it was like he's all right. Um, when I first saw him after my concussion, he was still a bit um, shaky and stuff. I think he just, after two concussions you have, you're a bit nervous about coming back out playing footy. Yeah, yeah well, it's very serious. Uh, obviously, concussion is very topical in, in footy these days, so it's good to hear that you're recovered um, and back playing some great footy. Now, mate, before I throw to a little guest interviewer I've got in the studio here, 
And I'll give you a hint at school holidays. I'm looking after my 10-year-old at the moment, so that might give you an idea who's about to ask you a question. Quick uh, flashback to the 2019 Reserves Premiership. That would have been a great day for you. Yeah, it was a very good day for us. Um, obviously, the Reserves lost the year before against North Adelaide, so to win that one was uh, very good. Um, obviously, a lot of us younger boys are still at the club now. Some of us are playing league footy, some of us are still playing twos. But when it's winning the Premiership, there's a lot, a lot of tight bonds and yeah, it makes it a lot easier going forward. Yeah, that tight group coming through and uh, it gives you a taste of what's in front of you, hopefully, at a senior level. So, mate, I have a, I have a guest uh, interviewer in the studio, so I'm going to throw to uh, Lockie Fleming. He's got a question for you, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. It's Lockie Fleming. And how does it feel to play football in Norwood? Oh, it's actually a big honour, I feel. Watching uh, a lot of blokes come through, a lot of old like, blokes like Troy Clements play for Norwood and the way they talk about the club. It, yeah, it's a really big honour to run out on Cooper Stadium and see the fans behind us. Um, we've got such a great club. Um, yeah, really can't thank Norwood enough for giving me the opportunity to put on that game this week and yeah, I really hold it high and really high in honour. Absolutely. I think Lockie's got one more question. Have you, Lockie? Yeah. Do you know what um, number my dad is? Was. Was? I don't know. <laughs> I had to throw um, that in, Jacob. Come on, mate. I'm going to say it's number five. Oh, good you boy. You pass. Well done. Well done, Beautiful. Jacob Collins. What a way to bring questions. it home. Hey, Benny. Cameron. Could be out of a job with these. Yeah, uh, no. Well done, Lockie. And well done, Jacob. And congratulations, mate, on uh, your form and, and what you've brought to the uh, Norwood Football Club since coming across uh, from the EP. Uh, you're a fantastic backman and doing a great job and uh, best of luck for the rest of the year. Thank you very much, boys. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Back at home against the Eagles on Saturday afternoon. What a fantastic game that's going to be. Second versus fourth. And we're going to preview it now. We're going to do that with a man who, well, he's an expert about pretty much every sport around South Australia. Knows his cricket, knows his basketball back to front. And certainly knows his sample football as well. He's the host of Eagles Radio here at SEN. And he joins us now, Paul Bonsor. Welcome to Redlegs Radio. G'day, Hooky. How are you going, mate? Uh, absolutely fantastic, mate. Great to have you on board. Uh, let's keep this pretty simple, mate. We don't want to give too much away. All I want to know from you about the Eagles is uh, the starting lineup and the entire game plan, please. Well, I don't even know that myself. I'm, <laughs> I keep looking at uh, checking my phone, waiting for the teams to come out. And, they, and uh, Jay he's a bit slow on a Thursday night. Hasn't released the team as yet. Oh, I did get an email from Matty Goldsworthy earlier. Okay. I do know that uh, Von Burdo was going to miss with a hamstring. Um, yes. So he, well. he will be a loss, of course. But a big day for the Eagles, of course. Captain Luke Thompson's 200th game. Just describe what he's meant to the Eagles football club after uh, his career at AFL level finished. He's one of those players that you can just... He's was almost the first picked every week. And, and every team's got them. They're just so reliable and just leads that back line. Him and Paddy Jafrida have been down there for games and games and games. They just know how to set the back line up, and uh, he's been elite at sample level for a long time now. 
At 9.21 last week, the boys, Paul, did you get down to training this week and give them some goal-kicking tips? Yeah, I could have kicked better than the boys last <laughs> week, <laughs> and I'm hopeless. So, no, they were, they were shocking, and they've had a couple of games like that during the year. So, hopefully, they put their uh, straight-kicking boots on at Norwood, because um, yeah, if, they, if they kick like that again, uh, they ain't going to win. Describe uh, very quickly, Jade Sheedy, as a, as a leader, as a coach, what a great asset he is to the footy club. Look, he, he's come in and obviously won a premiership in his first year, which is unbelievable. But the, the guys have just gravitated to him. And I think his game plan as well, they, the, it's, it's very, oh, not similar, but uh, similar in some ways to what Mickey Godden had. So there's the older generation down there are very comfortable and he's great with the youth and bringing the youth through. And we saw that with the likes of McNeil and Ware and the younger guys that have been drafted now and then you bring in you know young guys this year like Jumper and um, Beacon Lukey Beacon off a halfback flank has Mm. been fantastic since coming in Uh, give us a tip please mate very quickly uh, of course, the Eagles, Hooky. You'll be going for the Eagles. I'll be going for Norwood. We're out of time. I'm sorry, Paul. Uh, I wanted That's to spend right, so much time with you. We'll, um, I know we'll get an opportunity to collaborate, hopefully in finals, uh, when we do it for a third time between these Let's two clubs. That. Good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Paul Bonsor there. Uh, always a thrill to have a conversation with him. Of course, it's Norwood hosting the Eagles on Saturday afternoon. Big Barossa Boy Wines Day as well, so I'll be getting there nice and early for a glass of Barossa Boy Wines. Cooper Stadium, Saturday afternoon. See you all at the footy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.